Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Welcome back to another episode of Beyond the Negotiation on Believe Podcast Network. It's another special episode. I know I say that every week, but everything we do is special, but it actually really is extremely special this week because I have one of the best people in the whole world on, and he's a client of mine. Uh, You probably have seen him on my social media if you follow me. If not, you should, but anyways, who is it? Ronnie Williams of the San Francisco Giants. We're going to talk about, we're going to dive a little bit into the mental health stuff, but find out how he got to be where he's at today. And it's an amazing story. He's right from South Florida, Miami, and lots to talk about and lots of really, really cool things that we're going to touch on today. But before we get into it, a word from our sponsor. It's that time of the year again, and all eyes are now turning to football as teams are back on the gridiron to start the football season. As always, Bet Online is your number one spot for all the pro and college football action this season. Get all the updated odds, props, and contests, including online's biggest half million dollar NFL mega contest, the world's largest $200,000 NFL survivor contest open now. So, You know what I'm going to say. I don't bet, but you should. So this is what you should do. Head over to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 100% off welcome bonus. Bet online, the fastest and easy way to bet on all your favorite sports. Ronnie freaking Williams, welcome to the show. Thank you for coming on. Thank you for having me. It's been a past due I should have been on here a while ago but you know we've been busy so I'm happy to be here I'm happy to have you here and we're recording on Labor Day which is like a day that you're not supposed to be working but (laughs) I'm like what is it but it's okay um so how's everything going your last couple weeks playing or out you're in Virginia right now right yes okay how's how's it is it still is it still like disgustingly hot um, no, it's cooling down. We, um, actually last week we got canceled because, uh, unfortunately the other team got COVID. So that was another hard thing to get through. So we had a couple practices and stuff, but, um, just working on my craft and, and ha- having a little bit of rest felt good, but now I'm, we have to finish off these last two weeks mm-hmm. to finish off the season. We'll be in Richmond this upcoming week. And then after we have to go to Erie and then that'll be Great, it. PA. Erie, Pennsylvania. Yeah. I don't know. I've been there before. I don't know why. I can't remember. But yeah, I don't know. I don't I don't remember. No offense to Erie, Pennsylvania. I don't remember uh-huh. why I was there, but I've been there. Richmond, I was there, what was it, two months ago? Yeah. Yeah. It seemed like a couple of weeks ago, but it was definitely a long but time ago. But it was ago. two months ago, yeah. Yeah. But we'll talk about that. But I just got back from Orlando uh, a couple of days ago. I was at the UCF game, college football's back, just like I said, and um, it's pretty crazy because I was at that UCF game (laughs) that, uh, yeah, it it was supposed to start at seven and it started at 10. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. I mean, well, the rule is this, 
like every time there's a lightning strike within, I think it's nine miles um, within the stadium, they have to wait 45 minutes. Oh, 45. Well, yeah. Yeah. 45 minutes. I could be wrong. I believe it's nine miles outside. And um, it, I have to say I was being fashionably late. I was going to get there at seven 30 and I was like, I didn't eat. I need to eat because I'd been driving. And if you listen to the show, I've been teaching and driving and living in hotels and whatever. So I'm like, okay, sit down, eat, and then go to the stadium. And I see on my Buffalo wild wings. And like, I see like on the big screen, it's like weather delay. And I see all these UCF people like literally sitting in the stairwells. And I was like, wow god is on my side at least for once like i feel like it's been a stressful week so thank you i would not have been a happy camper being stuck with uh people that had been having fun for a while nothing not that you shouldn't but i wasn't on that vibe so anyways ended up going it was a great freaking game but it was the latest game i think i've ever been on my entire career uh, you guys know I worked at uh, New Year's Six Bowls, so I was at a game that went into the new year, but I, I didn't leave the stadium until two in the morning. And that was a first. Wow. Yeah. But they won, so shout out, and uh, we got everything handled. Uh, my NIL client, you know, finalized his deal. Uh, good stuff. Exciting stuff. Crazy stuff. It's, it's crazy to say that I have a college athlete client, but... Time yeah. change, right? <laughs> Crazy, <laughs> right? So let's start talking about your story. So Ronnie freaking Williams. I'm sitting here looking at this program, literally, uh, from the game that I went to, uh, the series that I was there a couple months ago. And I, it was such a privilege to be there and watch you and uh, really get to meet. I met some of the people at the team, um, as well as a lot of the fans. And I mean, I was there for like three days so I got a lot of time got got some Richmond culture but this program here you know you're on the cover and it, you were the only one there and the headline is pitcher Ronnie Williams hopes to make baseball more accessible to young black players and then you know I'm not going to sit here and be Professor Tiger and read the story I'd rather you talk about your story because uh it's something that I mean I'm glad they did this because your story is amazing. But talk to me about how a kid from Miami, Florida, got drafted to the St. Louis Cardinals. Okay. Um, well, I started playing baseball when I was five at this place called uh, Pepper Park. It's called uh, Claude Pepper Park. It's in North Miami. Okay. Not um not really in the best area, but. That was home to me. That's the first place I went to go play baseball. I used to watch my older cousins play there. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of tradition there in the family. Um, Started playing there. Got into this thing called the RBI program, which is reviving baseball in inner cities. Mm-hmm. And from the RBI program, I got to experience visiting the Marlins, meeting the players, um, talking to people like Juan Pierre, Cliff Floyd, Dontrell Willis. And I got to experience how it is to be a, a big leader at, or a professional at that level. And um, they also have an all-star, an all-star thing. Like, if you do well during the regular season, you uh, make the all-star team and you go play against, like, the Atlanta Braves, which is kids from Atlanta. Okay. And then we played, like, the Washington Nationals. And they dress you up in the, the big league uniform. 
and you go about your day. Now, back then, I didn't understand, but now that I know, they go about their day how we do it here, like as a professional. Mm-hmm. And it's pretty cool to look back and see that now because I see that, oh, they were just showing us a day in the life of a, a big leaguer. Mm-hmm. Was so, it your uh, dream, though? Like, I mean, let's go back. I want to go way back to, like, Ronnie as a kid before your Pepper Park. Was it Pepper Park? Um. What? No, is it, yeah, called, Pe- was, is it called Pepper Park? Yeah, it's called Pepper Park. Okay. So, uh, like, right. did you, as a kid, did you want because with my football players I always ask them that in recruiting um and I guess let's really quickly PSA here so I'm Ronnie's marketing agent I'm an NFL PA certified agent to negotiate NFL contract Ronnie and I will talk about a little bit more about our organic uh working professional relationship uh, and it happened through the pandemic but did you always want to play baseball or or like what as a kid what did you want to be um as a kid, I've always wanted to play baseball. And then as I got a little older, like in my 13, in my teens, like 13, 14, I started to like football. I was really good at it. Oh, um, what did you play? Receiver? I played receiver and safety. Okay. Um, I was really good at it. And I realized that I was better in baseball and I can make a lot of money in baseball. Yes. So I stuck to that. I was always smaller. So football wasn't. It wasn't the best pick for me, but I was pretty fast, so it could have worked out. But um, as a kid, yeah, I always said, what are you going to be, an MLB baseball player, MLB baseball player? Um, I actually, other than the MLB baseball player, I also tell people I wanted to be a a cop, like a police officer. I don't know why I wanted to be a police officer. I just (laughs) felt like they had authority, and I wanted to be in charge of everybody. Like, yeah. But I've always wanted to play baseball since I was younger. It was my dream since a little kid. Well, congratulations. You are that person. Yeah. Yeah, I know. It's it's kind of crazy, too. I, I When I think of and reflect on that, I look like, what did Sam want to do? Sam, little kid Sam wanted to be an agent, but, like, I doubted myself, and I put so much doubt on, and this episode will focus a little bit on mental health, too, but I was like, no, you can't do that. You're not smart enough for that. You're not going to get to that point and now I look back on it and I mean I'm like a ball of stress right now but sometimes you have to reflect and like have somebody tell you like you your child dream is you now even if we're not where we want to be and I think that's you know people like Ronnie and I which we are both Capricorns (laughs) a blessing and a curse we're very hard on ourselves but I think sometimes you have to remember like look back on child you and like see how far you've come because it's it's pretty cool sometimes to look back and then there are times I look back and I'm like oh shit thank god that uh you know that that that, that's over that period of my life or whatever I did but um agreed agreed (laughs) I mean it's just the reality of it but um that's amazing can you talk to me a little bit more about the program uh you said RBI yeah so talk to um, us about like what is it talk to us about it a little bit more okay so there are about like 11 different teams and they're all in the inner city and the best thing about it is um they provide you with the equipment you need um if you need a glove they'll find it for you if you need cleats they'll find it for you the league is free Mm -hmm. you don't pay for anything and you get to be around big league baseball players and have Mm -hmm. some really good coaches yeah and um 
I think that's important because a big thing with me, I think a reason why a lot of uh, kids in inner cities don't play baseball is because it is really expensive. Mm-hmm. And the tournaments and stuff basically are pricing people out the game because yeah. who wants to go buy a $400 glove or a $300 yeah. bat and yeah. $1,000 tournaments and stuff yeah. Yeah. when you can go play basketball and buy a basketball for $20 or buy a, a football and play catch and then the, the equipment's provided for you or vice versa. It's just, yeah, I just think baseball is really expensive. So yeah. the, the stuff that RBI did was really cool because it gave kids the opportunity to experience stuff that they would never be able to Yeah, when the cost of it's free, it's free and it make you feel like you're a big leader to make you feel important. And I just, I like that. It's something that's like, bringing kids to play in the inner city and when they when they ask like oh um how much is it it's free like sometimes their eyes just like light up like oh man i can play baseball for free finally so i think that's the the really good thing about rbi that it doesn't cost anything and it can keep kids off the street for a little bit of time while they're there and maybe they find relationships with coaches and friends and lifelong friends from it so organizations like that are amazing because you have the God-given talent and the frustration there of like, how are we going to afford this? You know, it it can add a lot of pressure. So I love that. And I think that's huge. So anyways, I haven't talked about the pandemic in this show in a while because in the NFL, it's operationally, we're pretty much back. Same thing with, you know, baseball. I mean, still in the pandemic from a football standpoint, I don't really know how they're doing it with y'all, but, you know, football players are tested. Athletes are tested. My college athletes are tested um, that are at the D2 level at the school that I'm teaching. But for the most part, we are getting back to normal operations. However, that was not the case in 2020. That was not the case in like February, March, April, 2020. I know being, you know, knowing you for a very long time and us, you know, kind of going through the pandemic together, I guess you could say. Can you talk to me a little bit about how the pandemic affected you professionally? Uh, Because NFL played. Um, Other leagues did not in in football, but the NFL played. So even though the majors played, I don't think people realize how much it affected other professional athletes, other professional baseball players? Um, when when I when I first found out that we were canceled, I was like, all right, um, I'll go home for two weeks, whatever, work out. Did you report? Time. Like, did they have you guys report? Yeah, we reported. Okay. I was like, I we remember reported. this story. Okay, so talk to, 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 to tell us the story. Like, I, 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 we want details. The listeners want details. So you go there. You report where? Where are you? you were I in- reported to Jupiter, okay. which is an hour away from my home. Okay. Um, so north of West Palm Beach, our listeners. Do. Yeah, a lot of Yeah, people. north of West Palm Beach. Um, We uh had to report to spring training. I got there. We, I was there for a week on the last, I think Friday, I had to throw like a, a bullpen, which is when we play, like we're, we're practice, we're on the mound, throwing our pitches, working on our stuff. And I come in and they're like, pack your stuff, we're going home. <laughs> and I was like, what's going on? Like, I didn't understand what's going on. I was like, all right. So I was always home. I packed my stuff and I was home and I was like, all right, so we'll be I said, we'll be back in about two weeks. I'm just going to work out, whatever. Yeah. So then I hear, we may not have a season. And that, my first thought was like, wow, 
So I went the whole season working for this, and I'm not going to have a season. Then come to find out the big leaguers were having the season. So that even got me even more pissed off. And I was like, dang, I got – for about a, a couple of days, I was really sad. I was like, what am I going to do? Is my baseball career over? Will we ever yeah. get to play again? Mm-hmm. So I got over that, and I told myself, look, since I can't play, I'm going to go in the gym every day, and I'm going to compete. And I'm going to work my butt off and I'm going to work as hard as I can. So the day that I do get the opportunity, I'll be ready for it. So, um, and you did that very next week I went to, um, I found a gym that was open because everything was closed down, but I found like a private gym that the guy, uh, was wait, 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 pause, pause, pause. we are <clears> both <throat> from the state of Florida. So just to clear up the state of Florida did have gyms closed. Like, let's not get yeah. into it. Not as long as other states, but, you know, we, we did use precaution. Yeah, we closed bit. down for a little bit. At the beginning, <laughs> it was like, whoosh. Yeah, at the beginning, we closed down for a little bit. And um, I was like, I have no gym to go to. I went to Walmart. I bought a couple things to, to put in my house, to work out in my house. Mm-hmm. And then I met this guy named Carlos Castillo. I happened to, um, he happened to own a gym. He's like, hey man, I can whatever I can block it off for you from this time to time. We um we spray it, we sanitize it, and you can use this time for yourself. And you can come here every day and get your work in. Mm-hmm. So I, I did that. And um come to find out, I, I was there every day getting better and better. And now he's a really good friend of mine. He's my pitching coach. Mm-hmm. Um, I call him when I have the questions or anything. He um he opened up his gym to me and now he's like family, man. And yeah. I got so I have somewhere to work out. And I literally would work out every day. So that March all the way till, so it was 20, what, 20, 2020 March? Yeah, yeah. it was 2020. The March, March, no. Yeah, no, yes, it was. because it was Or 2019. Fresh. No, because. 2020. No. 2020 so was the pandemic. So from the March of 2020 <laughs> to April of 2021, I don't think, I might yeah, Ronnie and was, was training like he was training for the NFL draft. I do have to give you that. I saw the videos. I was yeah. like, damn. <laughs> we also, so yeah, and also going into that, I was training and then I also had agility stuff. So I, I had a, Sam got me a deal with this Hecto, Hecto sticks and I was putting that in the corporation on my workouts mm-hmm. and it kept me on my, my toes and I was doing agility workouts with that stuff. It was just a, a good environment to be in. I was a, uh, sectioned off from everybody and I can just focus on what I need to get better at mm-hmm. and focus on myself getting bigger faster and stronger yeah, yeah. So I think I, go ahead oh uh, no you can go we both kind of went through the same stress at the same time at different levels and I think that's important because I like to talk about it because I want to I'm so annoyed that agents feel like we have to be these perfect human beings and I feel like athletes feel that too where we can't talk about the struggles that we go through but that's what makes us humans and and I think that it's one of those things like if you see somebody going through what you're going through or you hear that then you feel comfortable like you're not alone so that's why I'm trying to that's why I have this show and I'm big on the mental health stuff even if it's just like a small thing it's not like you have to mental health is just about things that are not physically hurting you it's other things it's stress it's anxiety it's all these different things so for me the 2020 draft was um 
it came and it went. And I, I day three, I cried. I was crying because I remember I saw you and you were like, good luck. And I was like, yeah. And I had some teams calling about one of my clients and it just didn't happen. We didn't have mini camps. We didn't have pro days. I had done my absolute best. I had, you know, but it was one of those things. It was like, I cannot do anything more. This is out of my hands at this point in time. And I think it aligned with exactly what you were going through. And then, I mean, I kind of had, I don't want to say my pity party, but I felt the way I did. And then I was like, okay, what are you, what are you going to do? Are you going to let this uh-huh. you, or are you going to keep moving forward? And, and I kept moving forward. And I'm thankful that I had, cause I did go through that kind of like what you said, like, is base, is this it for my baseball career? I was like, is this it for my sports career? not necessarily like, oh, are you going to be done being an agent? But I was like, do I need to go try to find another job? Because Mm -hmm. I'm not going to make commission. Like reminder listeners that want to be agents or agents. I know I I have a lot of agents that listen commission. If your client's not making any money, you're not making any money. It's not like you get a paycheck. So yeah, I went through that and I was like, you know what? Okay, keep going. And, And that's my thing. We just keep going and it worked out because I am able to continue to do things that I was for clients that I had um, my retired clients things like that but Ronnie and I kind of went through it together and I was like Ronnie you are super marketable he's like no I'm not you said huh. that. You're like I'm not and I was like yes you are I was like trust me you are more than you know and it's one of those things where marketing and, you know, we can touch college athletes listening to marketing doesn't necessarily mean you're going to sign a million dollar deal immediately. Uh-huh. You, you n- never, you may never. However, it's something that will build you as a brand, build you as a person. And hopefully, you know, you make a couple dollars or you save some money on products that you like or whatever it may be, but it's still a good look and it it shows a lot of things. So other than, you know, you pushing this out, it also shows that you're able to adhere to a contract. I don't think players think of it this way, but like if we agree that you are going to post something or you're going to do something in return for a free product or a commission, even if it's a low commission, it shows that you're adhering to that contract. So it it says a lot about you. Um, So anyways, there's my little educational piece there from Professor. But Ronnie and I got into it and, and, you know, it's one of those things where light switch happened. And we, your apparel, and I'll, I'm actually going to put it in um, the link for this show too about your apparel. So talk to me about that. Cause I was like, okay, we need to get you some, like, you're a likable person. You have a lot of fans. So talk to me about light switch. So light switch goes way back, like from me and my dad. Um, I was always pretty good. Um, thankfully I had God blessing talent. So there would be times when I would be good and I'll be doing all right. Well, more better, better than all right, but I could do better. And for some reason I wouldn't do, I would be good. And then I wouldn't start dominating, like being a like beast mode until something bad happened. And it mm-hmm. always got to like something bad, but not bad enough where it would like cost me the game or something that I would lose the game. It was just like, dang, like, why weren't you doing that the whole time? 
So eventually my dad would, would see flashes of it and he'd be like, man, he's like, man, you just a light switch. You, you um, you just turn it on. But I, he's like, I, I, I keep wondering how I can get that light switch to just stay on. Why can't you just keep it on? And and I'll be like, dad, I don't know. It's just sometimes stuff bothers me and, I, and it gets me angry or it gets me pissed off and I'll lock in and I can't create that. And ever since then, he's just like, man, you got to figure out a way to turn that light switch on. And I think over time, I I build up mental stuff that I think about or get emotional about, and it drives me to, to keep that light switch on. And and this goes into mental health. I feel like this year the light switch was on because I didn't have fear. I didn't care about anything. I just cared that I had a locker to come to every day and do my job, yeah. and I had a job. So good or bad. I didn't worry about that. I just worried that, dang, I had the opportunity to go out here and play the game that I love again. Mm-hmm. And I think that was a big thing on this year of of why I've been so successful and uh, mm-hmm. that light switch has been on because I don't take anything for granted. Not yeah, that I took the game granted before, but I no. appreciate it much more yeah. that I saw with my life without it. So Yeah. No, and I love that. I have, We have not. Actually, no one said that on the show. I myself haven't said it because that's 100% facts. Like, we in the I'm 30 here we go again millennial 30 I have not been in my lifetime I've never not had some I've never gone through anything like that in my life um you haven't uh I don't I mean like we haven't and and I will say this I'll never forget I was sitting with my family at the dinner table my mom my mom my dad my homies my biggest supporters but I was like wow that's and and literally it sounds so crazy now saying it because the world has changed in such a fast time frame but I was like wow they're not allowing reporters in the locker room I said that I was like that's crazy to me that was crazy Mm because it happened and then it was like the the pandemic happened during the NCAA tournament and it was like the ACC is pulling out this like I was like yeah that was crazy and then basketball because it was during you know march march Mm -hmm. and i was just like holy crap and then at that point you know it it does make you question things and i agree with ronnie like i'm so thankful uh i'm thankful number one that i was able to continue to do what i do and that i'm still doing it now because there was times of question big on mental health so we already touched on that a little bit but was there one time even if it wasn't the pandemic and maybe it was where you were just like you already said like is this it was that your one time or have you ever had that before um so unfortunately the pandemic happened my season and if you understand sports you understand this is a problem the pandemic happened my final season of my contract Mm -hmm. so I was a free agent the following year Mm -hmm. 2020 was my first was my last season under the contract. Mm-hmm. 2021 was supposed to be my free agency year. The team I was with at the current time called me at the end of the year and said, we do not plan on signing you back. Those were the worst three days of my life. I yeah. did not know what to do. I was crying. I was crying to my parents. I uh, I even sat in my room for a couple of days just thinking like, dang, my baseball career is over. My agent called me and said, Ronnie, you're way too good of a player. I don't know what the Cardinals are thinking. Let me talk to them. They'll have a meeting, blah, 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 blah. Whoa, 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 whoa. Stop. 
they called you and said that or they called your no, agent no my agent my agent called to to negotiate free agents okay to free, a free agent contract and okay said, and that's what they told okay and they told my it? agent no they told my agent we don't we don't um we see ronnie fit in a better in another organization like we don't think we would like basically they didn't want me back yeah so my agent called back and said okay but can you do this this and this I guess they had a meeting or something and they agreed to give me an extension, which for me was horrible for, from everybody else's eyes. But for me, it was a situation where I had a job. Mm-hmm. So I was supposed to be a free agent and make money, but instead I went on the same minor league contract and I was making the minor league minimal. So I was not making money, but I had a job and I'm currently in that contract right now and I'm having the best season of my career so now this year never know what happens with COVID next year I should sign a really good contract and make my money but like I said everything it was hard everything happens for a reason and like I said I go day by day that's my new thing to go see stuff day by day stay in the moment I always tell myself stay in the moment stay in the moment and that's how I go about stuff now because I know if you look too far ahead it can get ruined. You, you never know. Pass, yeah. It'll bother yeah. you. If yeah. If you look on a pass, you can't control the pass. It'll just. I know a lot of young baseball players look up to you. Um, and I think a lot of people are confused by the process and everything. So like, what advice do you have for people that to, kids that look up to you? To younger players, I say to go out there and work hard every day and never take your talent for granted. And appreciate the people that that the little the little things, the people that bring you to practice, the people that that instruct you, the people that care for you, the people that that are just there for your career at this time, because without them, you wouldn't be anything. For the guys that are playing where I'm at right now, professionally or at the college level, if you watch Finding Nemo, I say just keep swimming. That's all I can tell you. Keep swimming, keep believing, have faith and, and trust in your talent. And for families and friends and and the elders, I just want to say I appreciate everybody who's touched my career and has something to do with my career or has something to do with my life, who told me good words of advice or finance different things in my life. But I appreciate all of you guys and it doesn't go unnoticed. And I wish I can give back as many ways as I can. And I love you guys. Ronnie, I can't. That's why he is the best. Oh, wiping my tears. Not really, though. <laughs> Takes a lot to me. Is it? You're not Peyton Manning. You don't make me cry, but it's okay. You came uh, close. You came really close. <laughs> Peyton. Peyton, he's right here, actually. The goat. This one, actually, this Peyton Manning is actually really funny. I don't know where it went. I it's gone now, but I'm I'm showing Ronnie this like. Peyton little beanie baby thing that I bought from eBay but when I got this it was like his rookie year and it was like the worst stats ever like that's why I got it for I got it literally for like a dollar fifty on eBay and I was like why the hell is this person selling it like that but now I mean he's a hawk it means something now (laughs) like yo that's my dude he's got a little football but anyways my advice, I do it too. So advice, advice, focus on yourself, focus on yourself. Don't focus on the other agents. This is for agents 
focus on yourself. If you align with, a, if you, because I know everybody's going to find out about your test results soon and all of the agents that I've worked with, I know you guys are all going to pass and be fantastic. And I'm so happy. Ronnie, one of your friends too, I talked to, um, everybody's going to pass because they've been studying their asses off and, but like, do not sell your soul. And I, the last episode I had was solo. And I said, do not sell your soul for a brand. You are a brand. Even if you don't have a brand, what do I mean by that? Like you as a human being are a brand. What do you believe in? What do you, you know, support all of that matters. So don't sell your soul for a dollar sign. If it's something that you do not align with now, if you're all with it and that makes sense, by all means, go get your money because that's we have to. However, if you go into a situation or work with people that you absolutely hate, you will be miserable and you will burn out and you will leave the business. And I've seen it quite often. And then you're going to have players that are not aligned with you. So like put yourself out there as who you are and, you know, you might not get you know, you're going to have, you're going to take a lot of losses. You're going to take a lot of no's. That's the reality of it, but you will get those guys that align with you and you will get the people around you and the partners, sponsors, partners, companies, teams, everybody that will align with you and players. I know NIL is exciting. It's great. I love it too, but NIL is not going to get you a contract in the pros. So use it absolutely y'all deserve it but don't think that because you have an nil deal that that's going to correlate into a nfl deal or an mlb deal or an nba deal or whatever that may be so be smart and have a good team around you now that you're able to actually have a team of representation around you so i don't know i could drop the mic on that but anything else ronnie no, um, I said everything I had to say. I thank you for having me. Oh, thank you for finally, coming on. Finally, get to be on. It's been forever. I know. Hopefully I I'll know. Come on again. Oh my Maybe god! Come a, on, on. Maybe you can be my co-host. As a big leaguer. Oh, now you're you'll be there. Don't worry. And then Ronnie can see his jersey's behind me next to uh, Kamar Aiken. So. Ardillas. Yep. I was like, I'm going to get the Spanish jersey. People, <laughs> people are like, who is this person coming here? I bought the mascot, too, which he, he looks kind of crazy. Like, Nazi. <laughs> yeah, Nazis, like, I don't know. But it was fun. It, I enjoyed my time. I, I I absolutely sweat more than I sweat in oh, yeah, Miami. It was hot there at that time. It's yeah. cool now. The weather's perfect now. Mm, yeah, well... <laughs> Yeah. Shoulda, coulda, woulda, but <laughs> but anyways, tell our listeners where they can find you on social media. Um, my Instagram is ro underscore show eight. Um, I don't really use Twitter, but that's ro underscore will twenty three, and um, also have a a fan arch where it's um sells. Um, his light switch mine. gear yes my light switch gear um you can find that in my bio under my instagram once again ro underscore show eight yes and, and i'm gonna um, put that i'm gonna put that in our show link too 
Yes. Well, thanks but, so much for coming on. I'm so thankful to have you as a client and a family friend. I mean, Ronnie's part of the family. And like I said, football is family, but baseball is too. So once again, thank you for having me, Sam. I love you. I appreciate everything that you do. Appreciate you too, my friend. And I can't wait to get back down here, even though he's only going to be back down in South Florida for a little bit. We're looking to do a little bit of charitable stuff. So you all can uh, stay tuned for that. But in the meantime, be sure to subscribe and tune in every week to new, a new episode of Beyond the Negotiation presented by Bet Online. And I taught my kids about Jerry Maguire, and I think they like Show Me the Money, Jerry, but I'm always going to be Help Me Help You. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.